Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and as I record this, I am about 68 or 70 hours into my fast, right? This is the longest fast I've ever done. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, I introduced this idea and this little challenge that I was putting myself through in episode 300, and then I answer a lot of questions about it in episode 306. So if you are totally confused, go back and listen to those episodes to get a better sense of what I am doing and why this is not an episode about fasting. Um, But uh, I just wanted to give that context in case I seem a little bit all over the place. I'm definitely feeling the effects of fasting from a focus standpoint. I will be doing a follow-up episode on the fast. This is not that. I'll be talking about what I learned, what my thoughts are, if I'll do it again. For now, I'm not remarkably hungry. It's just that I'm having trouble focusing, but the show must go on. So we are going to keep this episode basic for all of our sakes. I was thinking about a strategy that I have been using for, I don't know, I would say I've been working on this for about six months, and it has changed my life in many different aspects. And when I was at the airport the other day, for the duration of this fast, I came down to do it uh, in North Carolina with my girlfriend, Ella, from over at at, uh, On Air with Ella. And while I was at the airport, I realized that this strategy is really what is allowing me to make some changes and improvements in my life. It's also what is allowing me to go on this fasting experience. I think it's what made it possible for me to deal with my Hashimoto's, uh, my diagnosis that I shared with you, my thyroid disorder from last year, moving, divorce, heartbreak. This strategy has really made all of those things more manageable. And I think it was how I was able to get through many of those things without turning to food, without throwing away the habits that I've worked so hard to build over the past few years. Because a couple of years ago, any type of stress or trauma or emotional setback or big change in my life would make me essentially unable or unwilling or maybe a little bit of both to prioritize taking care of myself. I would use changing jobs or moving or any type of heartbreak or loss as the reason I would turn to food. And I think this strategy that I want to talk about today is the reason that despite going through some of the toughest situations in my life over the past year that I was able to not turn to food, to not regress and and surrender the habits that I've worked so dang hard for. 
I think it's a big part of fat loss, but I also think it's a big part of self-control in general, financial health, relationships, all sorts of things. And that strategy that I'm going to be talking about today is being non-reactive, being non-reactive. And I don't know about you, but for me and for most of the clients with whom I work, we are so quick to react to outside circumstances, and also to our own thoughts and feelings. And in doing this, we make life so much more challenging than it needs to be. We really are, as much as we don't like to hear this, we are the manufacturer of most of our problems. We create stress because we don't respond well to our thoughts, We don't respond well to emotion. We don't respond well to obstacles or frustrations. And we don't respond well to circumstances beyond our control. At a minimum, we could improve our responses. We are highly reactive. And that means we are not in great control of ourselves or our choices. The awesome thing about this, and I really mean it, the awesome thing about this is that we have so much power, untapped potential, to basically instantly create more peace and ease in our lives and improve our decision-making ability without making any big dramatic changes. We can't lose sight of the fact, and I think we often do, that our bodies and our minds are connected and we spend a staggering amount of time and energy trying to control our bodies, but we spend a staggering lack of time on our minds. And I am trying to shift this. I'm trying to shift this in my own life. I'm trying to shift this with my clients. I'm trying to shift this through the podcast. For me personally, I want to spend twice as much energy and attention on improving my mindset Because I know that that is going to have a dramatic impact on my ability to improve my body, as well as the ability to improve my business, my finances, my relationships, my happiness, all sorts of things. So I want you to really think about the fact that our bodies and our minds are dramatically linked, and yet the majority of our attention is on improving our bodies, and we sort of underestimate the importance of improving our minds, right? The majority of stress in our lives isn't a function of what happens to us, but it's about how we react to those things, how we respond to those things. And, you know, this made me think about, the other day I got a text message from a former client And she has recently been through a bunch of big changes in her life, like I have. She moved, started a new job, and she had been, prior to these changes, she had been in a really fantastic rhythm of self-care, prioritizing herself. But then when all of these big changes happened in her life, she felt kind of lost. So I got this message from her and I said, hey, why don't we hop on the phone? Let's catch up, you know, fill me in on what's going on. Let's see how we can work together to get you in a better place where you're feeling better about the way that you're caring for yourself, right? So we get on the phone and she explains that, you know, everything had been going so well before she moved. She had this routine. She was making great progress. And even though she had so much on her plate and she had a ton going on, she felt like she was handling it well. She was managing everything well and also managing to care for herself and really prioritize that in the midst of chaos. But when everything changed, 
Here's what stood out to her the most. She felt like everything got so much harder. The simple things that had been very rhythmic and routine for her now felt like they took so much more effort and energy and conscious attention that she just didn't have to give. Things that were no big deal just a few months ago now felt like just out of the realm of possibility, requiring so much more of her than they ever had before. And I can totally relate to this. We talked a little bit about that because she knows I've been through some similar life changes recently. And we started to strategize about what she needs to do to get back to feeling in control and settled and happy with the direction in which she's moving. When we are in this reactive mode, because this strategy that I'm that I'm getting to is being non-reactive, but when we are in this reactive mode, we tend to see and focus on everything that is wrong, right? Something happens that isn't ideal, whether that's a life change or some circumstance beyond your control, or even something as small as a meal that you regret, a food choice you don't feel good about, anything big or small, we hyper-focus on it. We fixate on it. Instead of letting it go and moving forward, we focus on it. We get emotional about it. We pour all of this energy and attention into that thing. We complain about it or beat ourselves up. And then we think about what might go wrong next. That is being reactive. We make decisions and we fuel our thoughts and emotions based on problems, based on issues, based on things that are not the way we want them to be. So as we kind of continued on in this conversation, she started talking about food prep and workouts. And then she said, I feel like there are 7,000 puzzle pieces up in the air and I just need to bring one of them down. And I said, can I disagree with you? And of course she said yes, because she she has worked with me before long enough to know that uh, if she says something I don't agree with, I'm not one to be like, yeah, yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm, yeah, we really need to focus on meal prep because I didn't think that's what the issue was. And I said, you need to do something that makes you feel like there aren't 7,000 puzzle pieces in the air because, ready, there aren't. She doesn't and you don't have 7,000 unresolved things. Obviously, that's an exaggeration, which we can all look at and go, well, yeah, I didn't mean that literally, but it's what that reflects. It reflects emotion and manufacturing drama that will make any small improvement feel so much more difficult. That is a very reactive statement. I understand that she knows I didn't think she literally meant there are 7,000 actual things. And I know you guys can all recognize that as hyperbole or exaggeration, but that's not the point. The point is what underlies a statement like that. And what is behind that is this reactive internal chaos that makes something as simple as I need to plan out what I'm going to eat in the week or I need to get to the gym more often, very unlikely to happen, right? Sure, there are several things she doesn't feel great about, but there aren't 7,000 things that are wrong and need to be fixed, That attitude, the reactive nature, kind of freaking out about what is wrong and making it bigger than it actually is, that is what keeps you from executing on the things you know to do. She knows everything that she could put in place today to feel better about things. It's not not knowing. It's not lack of motivation. It is the reactive nature of 
exaggerating what is wrong, hyper-focusing on what is wrong that makes it challenging to take action. So if she just decided with this mindset that she was going to focus on a fat loss breakfast, she would likely be too distracted by her attitude that everything is wrong to successfully execute on that fat loss friendly breakfast. Or if she decided to work out more, the attitude, the mindset, the backdrop, background, that 7,000 things aren't right would give her 7,000 reasons to not be able to do what she said she was going to do and work out with the consistency she's striving for. And since I know her pretty well, we worked together one-on-one for months, I reminded her of a time, I don't know, maybe maybe a year and a half ago, I, I don't really know how long exactly, when she felt the same way. She felt very out of control, everything is wrong, I don't have a handle on my life right now. So I reminded her of that time and reminded her that she pulled herself out of that by taking just 10 to 20 minutes every morning to set herself up for success. Now, this is what worked for her. I'm not suggesting this is what's going to work for you. But for her, what got her out of this wasn't this commitment to meal planning or this commitment to working out. It was improving the backdrop, right? Because the filter through which she sees her options really, really matters. And if the filter is 7,000 things aren't right, that is very different than creating a filter of I am in control. There's nothing that's on fire. Everything is okay. And so I reminded her that taking this 10 to 20 minutes each morning to prioritize her work, to clean up her house, to put some food together, it made her feel capable and in control because she was taking that control. She was choosing control. And that's where I suggested she start. Here's the thing. We are not just reactive about food. That is why I'm saying that this strategy of being non-reactive is cornerstone for everything, for finances, for career, for relationships, for body improvement, and all of that stuff. We're reactive about everything. Just the other day, I mentioned that I was traveling from Boston to North Carolina, and it was the start of my fast. So when I got to the airport, it had been around almost 24 hours since I had begun my fast, which is hard enough, right? Being in an airport when you're fasting, and you've been fasting, and you know you have many days to go, and there's food everywhere, and there's chaos everywhere. To make a tough situation worse, delay after delay after delay, weather delay after mechanical delay after weather delay after mechanical delay, I spent about 10 hours trying to get from Boston to North Carolina. There are times in my past where that would have stressed the heck out of me. The combination, weather delays alone, travel delays alone, 10 hours you know, in an airport aside would have been enough to drive me to gummy bears. But the combination of fasting with that would have made me highly reactive, right? I'd be annoyed and frustrated, and that would make it worse. Because then not only would I be delayed, but I'd be emotional about being delayed. And as crazy as this sounds, because if somebody had said this to me a couple years ago, I wouldn't have believed there was another option, like not being frustrated. We don't have to get emotional about these things. First of all, it doesn't help. Second, it usually makes it worse. Now, we don't have to act like we enjoy it, like, oh, yeah, I love flight delays, I love fasting. But we don't have to react with frustration, 
irritation, anger, or anything like that. Your coworker can drop a ball on a project or not respect your time, and you don't have to like it, but you also don't need to react to it. You don't have to give it any of your emotional energy, right? You can acknowledge it without allowing it to trigger a reaction from you. This is the art of being non-reactive. And yes, it takes a ton of practice, but it will change your life. During this fast, like I said, I'm somewhere near like 68 or 70 hours into this fast as I'm recording this, I'm practicing being non-reactive to hunger. Yes, I am getting very hungry. And if I am reactive, I fuel that with attention, with energy, and with emotion, right? If I am being highly reactive, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's, you know, day three, I'm starving. How am I going to make it another, you know, day and a half? This is so hard. And all I see in my Facebook feed is food, that will make it worse. Just like responding to the flight delays with like, oh my gosh, seriously? And oh, and I'm fasting of all the times to deal with flight delays. That only makes it worse because where your attention goes, your energy flows and what you focus on expands. That is very, very real. Our bodies and our minds are so linked and we can't just focus on the body. We've got to focus on controlling our minds. I can learn to be non-reactive to hunger, right? And that doesn't mean I ignore hunger and I starve myself. That's not what I'm saying. But I can be not emotional and dramatic and reactive to that feeling. It can be as simple as, yep, I'm hungry. I feel that. Let's see how I feel in five minutes. It's not a good feeling or a bad feeling. It's just a feeling. It's a sensation. It's hunger. That's it, right? We load in so much emotion. It's like a cookie is a cookie. It's not good. It's not bad. It is a cookie. I do not need to load it up with emotion. It doesn't help, right? Same thing with any type of food temptation. How can we be non-reactive? How about not going into some of that internal dialogue about how amazing they would be and how good they smell and how you want them so bad and it's so hard and it's not fair and everybody else is having cookies. It can be as non-reactive as cookies. I see them. What choice am I making? Next, right? You still can evaluate it just without all of the dramatics and emotions, without being so reactive. I can choose to not make a choice on these cookies, right? How can you be non-reactive in situations where you normally would beat yourself up over a choice? Maybe you wanted to make great choices over the weekend and you didn't. And normally, you would get down on yourself, get frustrated, go into the, what's wrong with me? Why do I always do this? I feel awful. Or you can practice being non-reactive. I'm not giving that any emotion. It happened. What now? Right? Maybe, and this happened to me when I was in the airport, maybe you get an email that isn't nice or kind. I I get that. If I'm non-reactive, I don't go into the mode of being angry and defensive. And what's wrong with them? Why did they send this? I can't believe them. I would never do that. What they don't understand is da-da-da-da-da-da. I'm loading all this emotion. Being non-reactive is like, okay, so this happened. What do I need to do? Without emotion, what do I need to do here, if anything? It's not about not being emotional. It's about being not reactive, right? And and this reminds me of a podcast I did a few months ago. It's one of my favorite episodes I've ever done. 
And it was about the idea of traveling light, which is really another way of saying being less reactive or non-reactive. And since it was a while ago, uh, I want to kind of revisit the concept that I shared there. I was inspired to do that episode after doing one of Tara Brock's guided meditations. And in this guided meditation, she suggested that we focus on an image of our future self. So I did. And I didn't think much about it, like, am I 60 years old? I just, future self. And the image that popped into my head was of me, good thing, around the same age, and I looked different. Physically, yes, I looked leaner, smaller, but the biggest thing I noticed was that I looked happier, more relaxed, and more at ease, just peaceful, right? Long story short, what really spoke to me, what really stood out to me about that that idea of my future self that I was focusing on was the awareness that many times I am carrying burdens that are not mine to carry. I pick up problems, drama, issues, hurts that I do not have to pick up. And I am making my journey harder than it needs to be when I carry someone else's bad response, when I carry something that happened a year ago, when I carry something I'm worried about that hasn't happened yet. And I walked away from that meditation with this strong mantra in my head, and that was travel light. Set down the things I'm carrying that I don't need. They aren't essential or they're not mine. Don't pick up problems or worries that I don't need to carry right now or ever. Don't shoulder other people's issues. I don't need to pick up stress about airport delays. That doesn't solve anything. I don't need to carry hurt about something someone said to me last week or something someone didn't do last month. That doesn't serve me. I don't need to pick up emotion coming from someone who doesn't understand me. That's theirs, not mine. I certainly do not need to carry stress over a piece of food. I don't need to react to all of this. I don't need to carry any of this. I need to travel light. And I think you can travel much lighter too. Here's the thing, guys. Stress not only makes it hard for us to make great choices, it physically creates a hormonal state that impairs or even prevents fat loss. That is very real. That is a real thing. Stress impairs fat loss and much of our stress is stress we manufacture because we are reacting to everything. It's not yours. Set it down. Imagine you're trying to play baseball and you're out in the field acting like every single ball that comes out into the field is yours to catch no matter where it is. You would be exhausted and you wouldn't be a very good baseball player. But that's how so many of us go through life, trying to catch everything that isn't meant for us. And then that means we're not very good at this life thing and we are completely exhausting ourselves. Practice not reacting. Practice traveling light. I know it's not easy, but I promise it is worth it. 
If you continue to react to everything that happens to you and around you and within you, you will never be free. You will be a victim of everything, lacking control of your life and your choices. But if you do this, if you can learn by practice to relax, to travel light, to not carry things that are not yours to carry, that you don't need, if you can practice being non-reactive, you will find total freedom and realize that no matter what is happening around you or within you, you are in control. I love you guys. I'll chat with you soon. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. Hey Houston, Con's prices are invincible. That means prices have been cut low, as in amazingly low, as in won't be beat. In fact, we're backing it up with our low price guarantee. Invincible prices on appliances, furniture, electronics, mattresses, and more. Not invincible enough for you? How about free next day delivery on appliances, TVs, and mattresses? And payment options for everyone, whether you have good credit or building it. Visit Con's today and find out what invincible feels like. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.